episode of the Good Improv Show. Happening right now on gradio.ca. And we have a special guest with us today. We have Tyler Gooch. Tyler, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and on gradio.ca later. Yeah. So it's very exciting. Be at two points in time at once. <laughs> well, that's what we that's what we expect to deliver here tonight is a transcendent experience. Once that you'll kind of keep with you for all time. It'll be one of those Break formative moments time continuum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, Justin is normally here. Justin DeVoe, the other part of Good Improv, but he decided he'd rather spend time in America. And so take that, Justin. We got an American to replace you. Exactly. That's right. It's like nothing has changed. Fantastic. <laughs> all right. Well, you can uh, find our social media stuff right there. And here come some suggestions flying on in. Boom. Okay, we got the words Yahoo, Leftover, and Puppy. And those are fantastic words, which come to us by the good graces of Catherine, Tim, and Randy. And thank you very much for sending those in. Thank you to everyone who took time to send in a word. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that business is out of the way. Now we can... Make some fun comedy stuff happen. <laughs> Great. Hey, Jordan. Yeah? Do you remember that time that I got you a puppy for Christmas? Yes, I do. And you bought the puppy on Boxing Day and then waited a whole year to give it to me for Christmas, keeping it in the box. And by the time I received it, it was uh, no longer alive. Because it had been in the box. It's for... so cheap on Boxing Day. You know, you get the specials the day right after Christmas. Such a good sale. Hard to pass up. Yeah, incredible deal. Incredible deal. <laughs> my, uh, my parents did the same thing. Uh, they, like, they, were giving me, they kept giving me pets, and, and they would just leave it in the box. Um, but they were my, I don't know if you guys know this. My dad is uh, Schrodinger. And oh. so I, he would be like, I did and didn't get you a gift this year. And I would... That's so that's mean to play those box. mind games with you like that, you know? Right, because <laughs> right. if you ever opened the box, then you'd know for sure if he had given you a gift or not. Right, exactly. Right. Although, think about no, it, it this a... way. Like, if things that are in the package generally are worth a little bit more on the aftermarket. So maybe you leave the pet in the box. You know, you get a little more value for it later on if you try to sell it. Or it's like comic book rules, and once you open it, then it's the value plummets. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So sure, a golden retriever might be worth like two hundred and fifty dollars now, but right. you open the box and like what? It's like worth I don't know a hundred maybe. A mint condition golden retriever in thirty years though, that's gonna yeah. be worth something. That's gonna be worth something. That's very much true. Exactly. <laughs> Preserved, uncorrupted by the pet of a human hand. Never been petted. Never been petted. Not that, even the, once. The oils on it. the oils on the human hand just destroy the hair. Of the dog. See, once it's come into contact. Really wanting to wear gloves when you handle that dog. <laughs> I think that was a, a Hemingway story. Um, baby dog never pet. <laughs> yeah, I think you might end. be right about that. Oh, he was a great writer. When you think of prose. I mean. He was a prose pro. Was a prose pro. Professionally wrote prose. And a bro. He was a pros pro bro. Yeah, that's what everyone says about him. <laughs> True. 
Hey, Tyler. Yes. Do you remember when the all of the search engines delivered results about pineapples, no matter what you searched for? Oh, vividly. I remember the pineapple craze of the early 2000s. And I think that's what... Um, Ru- I, I think it ruined some search engines, and I think it set some search engines apart from the rest. Because we, I don't, I don't know what it says about our culture, but we all wanted to know about pineapples at that time. There were some sites that delivered and some sites that sadly did not. I think that's the shame of the early 2000s internet, right? Is like a lot of those sites just fell away. We could have had so much more pineapple content that people wanted, but they just, they they refused to deliver it. They got stuck. You know, they got stuck on peaches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get past it. Yeah. And some search Now we engines. have like three websites everyone uses yeah. because of it. That's exactly. right. They get pushed to the top. And then the smaller, more independent pineapple websites, they get pushed all the way to the bottom of the pile. Mm-hmm. That's right. No, my algorithm is so messed up now. When I search for pineapples, I only get canned pineapples. I don't even get to see like what a real pineapple looks like anymore. <laughs> oh, have you come to prefer canned pineapples? Well, yeah, I guess so because the algorithm's feeding me these canned pineapples all the time. Eventually, I'm just like, okay, I may as well have some canned pineapples. I like. Yeah, it sometimes it knows you better than you know yourself. Right. Here I was like a fool eating a, a full pineapple, just biting right into it. You know. <laughs> I prefer uh, raw pineapple, nude, and that's how I like to consume them. You like it nude? You don't I eat like the it. outside? I like it nude. I don't like anything garnishing it. I don't like any sauces or for it to be roasted even. I just like it it's totally nude. <laughs> I like a good sauced up pineapple. Yeah. Is, would you normally refer to a food without sauce as nude? Is that a typical culinary <laughs> term? Yes. Yeah, if you have like a chicken piece of chicken tender or something like that, and there's no sauce on it, no barbecue sauce or ranch, it's nude. Nude, okay. You have a broccoli there and there's no ranch on it, it's nude. Are you certain this isn't why you were fired from your chef's job? It's possible. If you have pasta with no sauce, they're nudes. Nude nudes. Noodle. Nude noodles. I don't know. Oh. Hey, Dan. Yeah? Do you remember when you were real excited to eat leftover dog? Yeah, I remember. But in my defense, you know, the way you tell that story to people, but in my defense, we had just crash-landed. Our plane just crash-landed in the mountains. Only you and I survived, and there was that dead dog there that we ate to sustain ourselves. And yeah, of course the next day I was looking forward to a little dog meat. You know, I'd been hungry for a long time. You were too excited, though. You're like, mm, where's that leftover dog? I can't get I enough of that. I salivating. Maybe a little. A little. Do you or think it tasted better because no one had taken it out of the box? Oh, it was still oh, in premium condition? Nice and fresh. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you want a fr- dog is like lobster, really. You want to kill it just before you eat it. Yeah, and it's yeah. great right out of the box. Like, right uh, it's like box. veal, where it hasn't had time to move around and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. This show is not in support of the local anima shelter or animal <laughs> oh, shelter because I think I had a stroke right there. Shelter. <laughs> hey, Tyler. Yeah. Remember that time 
that uh, you were really excited because your puppy was growing up to become a man, a dog? Yeah, yeah. when my puppy was growing up to be a man dog. Of course I remember that. <laughs> the first time he sprouted a man's head. Yeah. And I said, what in the world is happening here? <laughs> Fair enough, too, right? And he you spoke know? his first word. Like a human being going through puberty, really. It's like, you know, there's change, right. certain changes take place in the body. He, yeah, he maintained his dog body, but he did sprout a man's head and began to grow facial hair. And it was... The hair is um, consistent with being a dog. It was upsetting, I think is one way that you would put it. Shocking. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it made us a lot of money. We toured the country doing the Ripley's Believe It or Not oh, uh, hey. buildings. And were people believing it or were they not believing it? Uh, it was a mixed reaction every time. Mixed reaction. Exactly 50%. 50% believed it, 50% or not. Wow. Even split. I would have expected they would have been, they would lean one way or the other, but that's, that's, that's surprising. No, that's the Ripley's guarantee, is half of the crowd will believe it, half and it half won't. will not. And everyone will leave with, a, with an opinion, one way or the other. That's, that's, that's their solid, guarantee. That's a solid guarantee, because then you know you're, you're, really, you're really getting something from them there. They're delivering it's not called they Ripley. It's not called Ripley's believe it or not or unsure. Yeah. Right. It is. That's right. You know, unlike places like Madame Tussauds, you know, it, they call it a wax museum. You go in there and all it is is like statues of celebrities. You know, you don't see like big blocks of wax or like a bee's nest or anything like right. that. I'm here to see famous wax. Right. Cool <laughs> wax. Like the seal that Napoleon used to, you know, to send some military letter back then. <laughs> That's the kind of wax I want to know about. Obscure exactly. wax. Obscure wax. Niche wax. Obscure wax. <laughs> An obscure Niche wax would be a good name. Obscure for, wax. For band. wax. Yeah. That would be a good band name. Fun <laughs> sound. Fun mouth sound. Hey, Dan. Yes. Do you remember when you got too into being a cowboy? Yeah, I remember when I was calling everybody buckaroo and I wore that hat and the chaps and I walked around like this. I even got a spittoon for my home. Yeah. And then uh, you shot that one guy because instead well, of Yahoo, instead of Yeehaw, he said Yahoo. But that doesn't flow right off the tongue, right? It's like Yeehaw! That just flows right off your tongue. But Yahoo? What, what is that? Something that I guess as a cowboy you just never say. It's actually, if you were talking like a cowboy, you'd say it's something you don't cotton to. Mm. <laughs> I do. I remember learning about that in history books, that cowboys had taken a vow to never say Yahoo. Right. An eternal vow. Yeah. That's one of the sacred pacts with the land that they make. We will move cattle and we will never say Yahoo. A lot of people don't know, but the events of the movie Tombstone are largely based around somebody saying Yahoo and setting yeah. up a blood feud between... Between That's in the, the post credit scene. They reveal yeah. that That's nobody exactly. sticks around, though. And in the film Unforgiven, what do you think they wouldn't forgive the guy for? Right, the one unforgivable sin. Yeah. Saying Yahoo. No, no word. <laughs> the duels were predicated on that, too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Hey, Tyler. Yeah? Do you remember when you took up arms to siege the office of Yahoo? <laughs> how can I forget? It was on the news for two days. Incredible but, coverage. Uh, 
I was upset with them, and I, I they covered this at length, so I don't probably need to rehash it, but I was very upset because I had come up with a search engine where you could look up facts about chocolate milk drinks called YooHoo, and I felt that they had stolen my brand. Uh, yeah, obvious to anybody with a brain. Right. And I don't think, I obviously, there's very little way that you could dispute that, and I felt like I had a case, and no one would listen to me. The big news agencies wouldn't have me on and so i felt i had no course of action other than to uh heavily arm myself head to toe and lay siege to the yahoo headquarters by myself which i ran effectively for six or seven years as ceo yeah and personally i don't blame you i think you were justified in doing so i'd actually say yahoo has gotten much worse since you've been seized by police and are being now held in this federal jail yeah, I w- they they drug me out of there because, uh, and according to this is their words, of course, not mine, but of there course. was too much of a focus on chocolate milk content. And I said that was the point of this whole thing to begin with, right? That's like That's why I'm here. That's what turned them around in the first place. Ah. Right, and I, I didn't know that it was against the law. I have to plead ignorance on this one, but uh, once you, there's a threshold of chocolate milk content, and once you surpass it, you can be imprisoned. Well, uh, you've also got your strawberry strawberry flavored milk called Guggle, and uh, I'm here to inform you that there's another search engine out there. You might not have heard of them. Well, as as soon as I get out of this prison, you can bet what my number one priority is going to be. Picking up picking up all those arms from the place where they give you your stuff back when you get out of jail. Really nice they do that. That's yeah, they hold it for you. And you just show them your ID and you say, I would like all of my guns that I used to commit the crime back. And they say, here you go. And well, I they're said, they're not allowed to steal from you. I mean, it's yours. They're yours. <laughs> right. This is, <laughs> this is still the, the, a free country, right? So Government I get my gun. Back. If that starts happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, uh, I asked them for directions to the Google headquarters. And uh, I'll be on my way. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Because last time was just like a major spectacle. I've never had so much fun watching TV. You know, it's not <laughs> usually somebody I know on there laying siege to a building, and some guy's like, nah, I don't know that guy. They have a personal connection. Right. right. So I can kind of insert myself into the story a little bit, you know? Like, hey, you know that, uh, that big siege of Yahoo headquarters? Well, hey, I know the guy who did it, you know? It yeah, there's me, no but- bigger thrill than seeing someone you know on television, watching somebody else succeed, you know? Right. Hey exactly. Dan. Hey. All the sieges I've tried to lay to places have been like dismal failures. I tried to take over that <laughs> convenience store a couple of months ago. They kicked me out of there after like 15 minutes. And it's hard to get the media there in time. Because if you yeah. call ahead and try to say, hey, could you send some cameras over? I'm about to lay siege to a place. A lot of times they send the, the police and they preempt you before you can even get in there. Right. And then they start to stop taking your calls after a while. They're like, okay, Dan, yeah, you're going to lay siege. Uh-huh. We'll get right on that. Right, the boy who cried siege. Right, you're <laughs> right, exactly. That's yeah, exactly. Yep. And you can never <laughs> lay siege to a boat because the inevitable comparison to that movie under siege. Under siege, right? We're never going <laughs> to top the popularity of that. So <laughs> it was a submarine, though. Oh, boat, submarine. They're both in the water. Submarine's a boat. It's a submarine's a right? boat, but they're both not a submarine. <laughs> well, it an unsuccessful boat is a submarine. True. Uh, that's right. An, an unsuccessful boat is an unsuccessful submarine. Yes, and an <laughs> unintentional one, too. Right. 
So really, a boat can be a submarine, but a submarine can't be a boat. Well, right. I guess that's not true. A submarine could float. Could float. Right, could they float. have to come back up eventually. Yeah, a submarine's got it all. It could be a submarine, it could be a boat. <laughs> Whatever you need. <laughs> uh, hey, Dan. Yeah? Do you remember when you walked up to Chuck Norris and asked him if you could have his leftover kung fu? Yeah. I didn't realize that it didn't really work that way. And when he tried to explain it to me, I just insisted. I'm like, no, Roundhouse kicked me in the face 10 or 15 times and it'll be transferred into me. <laughs> That's how it works. He's got right? plenty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Enough to spare easily. I've seen him kick so many guys in the head. It's not even funny. There are a couple for me. And so, you know, he did and eventually. But I ain't any better at Roundhouse kicking, unfortunately. If it may be worse, if anything. A lot of my motor skills are a lot worse after receiving those kicks to the head. That's probably not just the roundhouse kicks, you know. That's probably because he only like downloaded the information halfway. Yeah, right. Oh, I need another session. So yeah, to complete the file transfer, oh. you know. Good idea. Yeah, you've got a corrupted kung fu file in there right that's now. What it, that's what it is. Oh man, imagine that. Hey, you're in the matrix, and somebody <laughs> uploads like half a program to you, so you get into the fight thinking you're just about to kick this guy's ass, and you're like. Oh, I I only know how to do the stance. I don't really know. I assume in the Matrix there would be like a LimeWire type thing where you're trying to download stuff, but some of it's just garbage. And so like you download, (laughs) you're like, this isn't Kung Fu. This is ballet. What's happening? Like somebody (laughs) mislabeled it or something. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right about that. There would be people out there trying to pull that off. Sure. Matrix trolls. Matrix trolls. Yeah. (laughs) That's why the Matrix could never work. (laughs) <laughs> that's that and that alone is the reason why i don't i can't buy the premise of the movie <laughs> yeah where are the trolls where are the trolls where are the ads <laughs> yeah you go to watch schindler's list and you wind up with schindler's lisp it's not the movie you ask for but it's the movie you get it's a good movie though i don't know if you guys have seen that great movie it focuses just on his speaking it's such a right. character-driven drama. Yeah, this takes place long before the Nazis were in power. This is like in his young childhood years when he had a little bit of a speech impediment. It's just Schindler going to speech classes trying yeah, exactly. to correct the word. Yeah, it's quite a moving story. Him working on the letter S just for months. It's like if you took all of the drama out of the King's speech. Yeah. And it, but it's, it's basically the same movie then. Right. And they allude to the fact that he'll have a factory one day, but it's never explored. Right. <laughs> Young Oscar, I met you on a factory one day and she's like ruffling his hair. Yeah, it's kind of like they they imply that Anakin's one day going to be Darth Vader, but they don't like yeah. like they kind of show him building the Death Star. Like they show yeah. him at the very end, he's like kind of building a factory, but it, I felt Just like there was more meat on that bone. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I agree with that. You know what? Why don't we talk about Darth Vader here for a minute? Cuz uh <laughs> I've got questions about Darth Vader that don't seem to have any answers. You know, it seems to me that Darth Vader Darth Vader chose to be Darth Vader, right? But he never chose to, like, live in the crazy suit. He had to. He didn't have to. There's other ways. They put Luke in that tank. They could have just tanked him back to life, you know? They could have put him in the tank, had the droids fix him up, right? Yeah, that's true. Right. So, but instead, Luke had his hand cut off. He's not in a suit, right? Right. He's just kind of robot hand, whatever. But he has to be in this terrible suit with his face all covered up and stuff. Like, I don't know. I think he'd be a little mad at the Emperor more so, right? 
Does he? I, I haven't seen all of the films in, in a little bit. Does he have to wear the helmet for survival purposes, or is it just uh, like because of social? He makes him a social pariah. I think he has like when they they show him like the, the suit coming down on top of his potato head. You guys know what I'm talking about there? That scene there where it comes yeah. down. Yeah. You can see there's like wires and stuff like connecting it onto his like actuals. And so I think he's locked in. Yeah, and when in Return of the Jedi, he, when he tells Luke, he says, "Oh, don't take off my." Thing I'll die. I'll die, yeah. Okay. But I don't know if that's because he was dying anyway, or right, he might have just died anyway. So that means, and this is—I don't think this really explored the films. He has to smell terrible, right? Oh yeah, right. has to, has to. I There's wish no, they would have no talked about that, that more. Just like, smell? like it doesn't have to be a major plot point, but just like every now and then, a stormtrooper is like, "You know, man, the boss really smells terrible." Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> yeah, like rotting flesh and cheese. <laughs> right. It's, I hate going in there because he he could use the force to choke me, but also because the smell is dreadful. <laughs> and he wouldn't even notice it after a while. Suit probably filters <laughs> it out for him. Do you think that's why they always wear their helmets when they see him? Probably for the air filtration. Yeah, yeah, the smell. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be it. And Palpatine's an old guy, so you know he's got to smell not so great himself. Yeah, he's got his own thing going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad we answered that uh, yeah. question. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. That gives me a richer understanding of that. This show has been uh, entertaining and informative so far. I thank you. Yes, I agree. A lot of people don't point out that our show is also entertaining. So thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're going to get some information. That's There's no doubt about that. Edutainment. <laughs> we strive for. Hey, Jordan. Yeah? Remember when you did leftovers backwards and you ate the leftovers and then had the fresh meal the next day? This, isn't, this doesn't make much sense, actually, now as I say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had fresh food in my fridge and i ate the leftovers and i just lived right. like that for a while right right okay. what was the technology called that you used to age the stuff you had just cooked a day to give it that that one day age taste that was I, there was a machine i can't remember what it's called but there was something that you would take your fresh food and it says we guarantee when you take it out it will taste like leftovers yeah, what was that machine, Jordan? You were bragging about that machine all last week. Right. Oh, yeah, that machine, the leftover blaster, 16,000. Yeah. yeah, and 5,000 was tacked onto the end there, too. Added an extra 5,000 of power. Yes, the leftover blaster, 16,000. You could set it to any time period from a day to a month, and you could. And just you press the setting within a minute, it would open back up and your food would taste like Ready it was that old. Yeah. And which was dangerous for me because I decided to uh, use it like a fool. Mm -hmm. And well, you paid you all that money it? for it. You bought it. I paid all that money for <laughs> it. Yeah. And I just started getting really into eating rotten food. Rotten food? Yeah. And when I tried to go back to normal food, my stomach just turned because my body was used to eating this rotten, disgusting food. I mean, is it possible your body was just rejecting the rotten food that it had consumed previously? No, that's how, that's how heard, I like it. I've heard rotten food can be good for you. Like, there's some people that eat raw meat, and they think that's good for you. I've heard that if you, it's the other end of the spectrum. You gotta eat 
disgust like just gnarly food with mold on it and stuff and that's what helps build up your immune system exactly as rotten as possible and you know what i get really marginalized because i go out to a restaurant and no restaurant is willing to prepare these dishes for me none of them they won't yeah they won't go to your dietary habits oh do you bring the leftover blaster 5000 or and set it on the table and say will you please put the food in here I tried that in the past, but I got into a lot of confrontations with Major D's I can see that. impressive hosts. It is very loud and uses a lot of electricity. Yeah, it's, it's louder than a leaf <laughs> oh, yeah, blower. That's, that's the thing nobody talks about is how loud it is. Yeah, and its battery <laughs> its battery isn't very good, so I bring a diesel generator with me. That's good. To keep it running <laughs> for the length of time that you need it to run. Yeah. That's just good sense. Exactly. Then you get those good diesel fumes that a lot of the uh, your Michelin star restaurants crave. Yeah. Oh no! So nobody in town, hey? No one. No Jeez. one at all. Treat me like I'm a freak. I think you've got legal recourse there. I think uh, people that eat rotten food are a protected class. I think so uh, too. They should be discriminated against. It should be. Who's advocating for me? No one. I'm voiceless. <laughs> until right now this until, is where we start yeah. the hashtag everybody get on twitter right now hashtag rotten rotten food eaters unite rotten food as eaters one. Unite. that's the hashtag <laughs> rotten food eaters unite as one the hashtag and put that you're up. not gonna that's have the hashtag you're not gonna have many characters left for anything else so it's just gonna be the hashtag in the tweet it's but. mostly a hashtag movement right now we don't really have many <laughs> thoughts to share it'll build it'll snowball into something bigger than a movement <laughs> Do you guys remember when um, on opposite day, instead of eating leftovers as a child, you would eat right unders? I remember oh, yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, right unders were right on, man. Yeah, your your parents would force you into your room and you'd have to go under the bed and they'd yeah, you'd throw have to whatever go right they, under to yeah, eat. Yeah, they'd have to throw whatever they wanted you to eat underneath there. <laughs> they remembered about you. <laughs> it was only on opposite day. But oh. you never knew when opposite day was, because if you ask someone and they were like, no, you're like, oh, that could be, it's not opposite day, or it is. Right. You just day. don't know. Opposite day basically destroyed my ability to trust anyone at any time, because at any right. time, it could be opposite day, and somebody could just be, I don't know what they're doing, you know? I looked forward <laughs> to opposite day, because um, opposite day, my mom would beat me, rather than my dad. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Yeah, and she was a little bit weaker than him, you know. So the blows quite weren't so devastating. weren't quite so devastating or as intense. Sorry, I just had a little PTSD there. Yeah, I noticed that. I wasn't sure if the opposite was you beating her or no, no, <laughs> that no. Was the, like... the norm would be beatings from my father, but opposite day was right. a special. Okay. okay, I see. She would beat you, and then you would beat your father. If I tried to beat my mom on opposite day, oh, my dad beat me. Oh, I made that mistake more than once. <laughs> then you get into the vicious cycle because then he's beating you on opposite day. Right. Right. Which then next year I try to I try to beat him. <laughs> that's just that opposite day oh. can get confusing very quickly. That's the thing. Yeah. It's easy to circle. It's you get it's you get in a circle like that, you can't get out. <laughs> no, I tried to use it was opposite day as a defense in court, but the judge wasn't having that either. My confession was allowed into the record. I wasn't allowed to strike it based on opposite day. I do Another think that's a valiant effort. 
you, you should be you should be able to say like it's my religion to to practice uh, opposite day and you're on like I was just practicing my religion at the time so I can't be held liable for laying siege to that building right yeah yeah and then if the judge asks well is it opposite day today you can say how dare you not be familiar with the customs of people who celebrate this holiday right you know do what? you own a calendar idiot yeah geez look at the calendar and also if you if you laid siege to a building on opposite day that means everyone else was if it hadn't been opposite day they would have been laying siege to it they were doing the opposite so really you were doing the right thing by laying siege to it because then on not opposite day you would be not laying siege to the building that's bulletproof logic i can't see a single flaw with that i can't either (laughs) airtight well well, we might have just found a loophole in the legal system. We're going to get you out of here. We are going to get you out of here. <laughs> Watch out, Google. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Hey, Jordan. Yeah? Remember when you were convinced that your dog had cheated on you? Yeah. The look in that dog's eyes told me that it had been petted and walked, maybe even. Walked? Do you think it went that far? Could have been walked. Could have been petted. You think the dog licked somebody else? Licked the hand, oh yeah. Oh my god, the hand? Not the face, though. Not the face. I think maybe the face, maybe oh the nose. God. Have you guys been to counseling? No, I'm afraid to bring it up. Because if I confront my dog, I know my dog cheated. And yeah. if I confront my dog, we're going to have to have the conflict. Mm-hmm. But if I don't confront the dog, I'll just have it in the back of my mind the whole time, just constantly thinking about the fact that it happened. Well, hold on, maybe maybe the dog's changed. Has the dog has the dog recently come home with any like new bandanas or collars around its neck that you can't explain? Yeah. Oh, it did. Oh shoot. Yeah, and then the dog is like, oh, you know, I'm just I'm going out and getting these. They're not gifts from someone else. Putting a collar on there, a new leash, or anything like that. Came up with a new leash. Yeah, yeah, it went on quite the spree. A bandana is one thing. That's just maybe like a, a sugar mama or something. But a leash—that's right. uh, that's a commitment. There's feelings there. Yep, and I could detect the scent of milk bones on my dog's oh, breath. God. I don't buy milk bones. Oh God! Wow. Are I they milk bones? They're the off-brand. Is much cheaper. <laughs> are they are milk boats made with milk? I think they are. Because they, milk they feel not like milk. When you pick it up, you would you would say this does not feel like milk. Of all the of all the substances, it feels maybe the least like milk. Oh, they should make milk bones kind of like the that chocolate Wait, bar there. Does does milk traditionally have bones? And well, like I've just been drinking boneless milk. All milk and they've is been using boneless, them. I think. And they and they give the bone. They take the bone. They debone it, and then they put right. some of those in dog treats. Oh, that makes sense. That's where the saying comes from. So the bones were from the milk, and that's where they milk bones. That's why they would call them that. In the... Right, because oh. they deboned the milk. Um, because we always drink boneless. Do you guys? Or do you guys drink boneless, or do you drink bone in? We have boneless milk here in Canada. Yeah, you can't get bone-in milk anymore around these parts. 
Okay, yeah, it's hard to find here, but you can if you look hard enough on some farms, some underground farms, we'll give it to you. You got to get it before they put it in the cartons and yeah. ship it out. <laughs> yeah, well, the bones poke through the cartons. That's why they can't put it in there. Exactly. You know why they discontinued it up here? They said it was horrifying people who were trying to drink it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Women, kids, some men, even. A bone is in their milk and they're screaming in terror. It's like, geez. <laughs> what, like, where do you think it comes from? It comes from nature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Part of the milk. Like screaming after you're done eating a, a drumstick, you know, a chicken leg. It's like, oh, what's this? What have I done? Yeah, what did you think it was? I don't know. I like to use uh, my. I'm, I'm descended from Native Americans, so my family we like to use the whole milk, and so we do. We use the bones. We use the every part of it. Yeah, the milk part. Really, it's just those two parts, but no waste. <laughs> so some of the milk skin, we use some of that. I like a little bit of milk and a little bit of sugar in my ayahuasca. Typically, it's a one-to-one ratio. Yeah. One, one part sugar to one part milk? Yeah. Yeah, yeah one milk, one sugar, one ayahuasca. Oh, right, of course. <laughs> I, would, no, I, would, I would just do the milk and sugar. Just sweet, sweet milk. A little bit of sweet milk. Yeah, if you want to drink be... some ayahuasca, you're really going to want to go into the desert with that. Miles away from anyone. <laughs> it's got those cool lines. You know? And go so far that you run out of gas. That's ideally how you want to, how far you want to go. But right, yeah. right to the extreme. Now, when you, uh, when you drink your, I guess, boneless milk, uh, you guys go and skim 1%, 2% whole, even, whole milk, God forbid. Three. 3.25. Gotta get that uh, homo. No, I stop at two. I stop at two. I, I'm scared to cross okay. that threshold. Yeah. I've cut back to one. Uh, I used to have a problem, but I was, so I'm slowly weaning myself down. But I was reading a thing about uh, milk fat percentages. Well, I didn't read the whole thing. I skimmed it uh, about, about fat-free milk. I skimmed the... So you probably only read like one or two percent of the information. Right, yeah. I just, yeah. Calcium. <laughs> That's really all you need. Any more than that, it's just, it's too much. Hey, Tyler. Yeah? Do you remember when there was that puppy dog, and it was a famous puppy dog, and it was on stage in front of everyone, and they adored this dog, and you stormed the stage with a knife gun and lunged at the young dog and tried to stab it? Yeah. I, yeah, that was just the other week. Uh I think I remember that everybody knows that story uh, of uh, Bark Chappelle. And I uh, ran on to, and I, I didn't know if it was this, and this is maybe a lesson for anybody watching. I didn't know if I was going to a knife fight or a gunfight, and you don't want to bring a knife to a gunfight, obviously. So I brought a knife gun Back up. to be prepared for anything. Yeah. Smart. You know, and, I, uh, think it, I think it was a good thing you did because I think a lot of the barks that dog is doing are stolen from other dogs. I got a compilation <laughs> video of barks followed by this dog's barks, and they sound oddly similar to me. I don't know. Yeah, they sound lifted for sure. Maybe I mean, I'm crazy here. <laughs> yeah, I was walking through my neighborhood the other day, and I heard this dog, and I was like, "Hang on, is that that's where he got that bit from?" I think that it came definitely. from the- And then the howl at the end. 
it's word for it's bark for bark, I guess. You'd right, say. growl, growl, bark, howl. I was like, I, okay, I know this bit. I've heard this on on the albums <laughs> and seen it on the specials. And then close it off with that. <laughs> the whimper, yeah, Just, you know. It's, uh, it, that's his catchphrase. America's <laughs> America's dog. That's when you learn that stuff about you know a dog you looked up to. You find out it has doesn't have the morality you wish it did. Like your dog yeah. cheating on you there, Jordan, for instance. You know, right. I used Never to love meet your, your dog. You know what? Dogs are still man's best friend. I'll say it, and that'll never change. And I love dogs. Do you feel like you've been best friend zoned by the dog at this point? Yeah, I do. I feel like the relationship has changed, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just not the same. Same. I can, right. the dog could be catching anybody's frisbee. You does know he, what I mean? Does he still right. catch it when you throw it though? At least, yeah. Goes and picks it up once it hits the ground. Wow, it doesn't like jump for it anymore. Doesn't jump for it though. You're going through the motions at this point. That's tough. Yeah, the zest, the zeal is gone. Well, does he still sleep at the foot just... of your bed, or is he no. on the couch now, or what? No, it's wherever. It crashes wherever. Whatever. <laughs> at least he comes home at night, right? He's not spending Sometimes. nights at other people's places. Sometimes. Wow. Do you feel like you guys are just staying together for the puppies? Because it would be too hard on them if you broke up. Yeah, I'm hearing. I think so. I'm no. hearing. Well, you do what you have to do. Jordan, there are <laughs> other dogs out there. Okay, you can get another dog. I don't want another dog. What about a little poodle? Huh? You know, something a little different from your current dog. I don't know. Their fur is all curly and weird and poofy. Okay, fine. Like a chihuahua, maybe. Then you know, there's other types of dogs. There's all kinds of dogs from around the world, Jordan. Explore, explore. You bought the first dog you saw in the pet store, you know? I can get you, I can get you, I can get you hooked up with a very good Dane. Ooh. A very good Dane, not a great Dane? Uh, you used to be great. A little older now, but uh, is available. Um, and still pretty good. I don't know. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, you know, but you can teach yeah. a new dog old tricks. Yeah. That's that true. logic checks out. I that ran into the, the fact check, and that's true. Right. Maybe we just go, you know what? Why don't you just go out to the dog track and watch a few dogs run around, just blow off a little steam, you know? You're not petting another Throw some dog. dollar bills at them. Yeah, you're just looking at the dogs, throwing some money at them. That's all. <laughs> I'm not touching. I'm not you're touching. not touching them at all. It feels wrong. It feels so fast and loose. They're going very. Those dogs can reach incredible speeds, Jordan. Some of these dogs these days, I've seen your dog run. These dogs, the way they run, Jordan. That's the only thing on their mind. Running. <laughs> Just chasing that rabbit. <laughs> yeah, I've seen your dog before. It's no. It, like, these dogs, oh, oh, they'll blow your mind the way they're. The way they chase after stuff with yeah. zeal. Zeal, Jordan. A new zeal. Like when your dog first met you, you know, it had that. When you came home, it was really eager to see you. Yeah. Now it just lifts its head up and then right back down to sleep. It was a zealous dog at first. That's how I'd describe it. Not overzealous, mind you, but zealous enough to be interesting. <laughs> maybe you just maybe you don't want a fast dog. Then maybe you want a guard dog, huh? Something a little more, a little more tough. A little maybe a pit bull, huh? Something dangerous. <laughs> that does sound dangerous. <laughs> What about a, a German Shepherd? Ooh, for And not the dog, just like a guy that owns a sheep farm in Germany. Now we're talking. Yeah, you guys can just talk about stuff. Talk about 
talk about <laughs> dogs. Let's talk about sheep <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. If you get a sheep dog, a bunch of sheep dogs, will a German shepherd try to herd it? Yeah, it's inevitable. I think if they come, is that why close they're enough, called sheep dogs? Because they're descended from dogs and sheep. From both hybrid. Like a yeah. pineapple is from a pine tree and an apple tree. Right, that's correct. Right, right. So maybe the same thing happened with, with sheep and sheepdogs. That does make sense. The logic checks out again. Yeah, and I, uh, I looked it up on Yahoo and it said that was correct. So, You guys remember when anything you, you tried to fact check online, it would always say fact check true, no matter what. Like, did Hitler have duck feet? And it would say, yes, Hitler had duck feet. Fact check. True. Well, I mean, that's a bad example. He did have duck feet. Yeah, come on. That's obvious. Right. Okay. But <laughs> other outlandish things, not some normal thing like the thing I just said. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember it, too. I remember it, too. There was like that five-year period where they hadn't invented the fact check false screen yet. They, right. uh, they spent years trying to develop the false where it says false, and so everything was true. They were trying to get the font just perfect, and they couldn't decide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a big like, oh, are we going to use Times New Roman or Helvetica discussion that went on for like way longer than it should have. Yeah, it wasn't even like a crazy font. It was like one of the normal ones that they normally right. use on stuff. Yeah, launched in the one guy floated webdings, and he was fired immediately. <laughs> yeah, escalated to the the point of war. Right. Yeah, I remember the font, the font wars. Tough times. Hard to forget. They I seized the capital. The, uh, I fought under the Comic Sans banner myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We okay, fine. We committed a lot of atrocities. Okay, <laughs> trying to move past that now. Okay, we're not included in an operating system anymore. People have elected to not do that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think warfare really turned around when they made one key change. You know how they got the guy who's always carrying the flag and he's always moving forward? And then they added stand-up comedians to that. They'd have a guy beside him just doing jokes. And then if he got killed and dropped the microphone, someone else would pick it up and start. Yeah. 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 Doing crowd work like, hey, so where are you from? And all that stuff. Right. And it's hard to do crowd work in the middle of a battle because it's so loud. Yeah. Yeah, The crowd's distracted, you know. Yeah, there's so many other things for them to watch, you know, things exploding. Yeah. Hey, who's from out of town? Everyone's just getting shot and stuff. It's like, you're not giving me a lot to work with here. But the numbers, <laughs> the numbers on those war shows through the roof. Some battles have thousands yeah. of troops. And, and that's why, that's why you keep doing the gigs, you know, like it's the audience is <laughs> too big to, to look over, you know? That's right. And that's you your do- dream is you, you do a good bit and uh, gets, it goes viral and you get picked up for a Ken Burns documentary. Yeah, yeah. You, you do the evergreen material so both sides can enjoy it. You know, they're fighting, right. but not at you. Yeah. Well, you start maybe in like a small regional conflict somewhere. You work your way up to an intense civil war. Yeah. You know? yeah I did Next my thing- first open skirmish. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Next thing you know, it's like a foreign invasion. Like, you know, America's invading Iraq. Okay, I'm on tour now. I think if you're right. serious about being a comedian, you do the war circuit before you start doing the road and the clubs, because that prepares you for the shock and horror that you're going to witness in some of those places. Yeah, you, you can't do uh, like large theaters until you've done theaters of war. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's how you know your material is good. 
Exactly. That's how you test it. If if you can get a laugh in the midst of a bombing, you can get a laugh anywhere. That's a really good point. If you can get that laugh, that is a fucking good joke. Whatever that joke is, is amazing. <laughs> Whatever gets people in a foxhole giggling, you're like, okay, this is this is gonna work. Big winner. At the, the Chuckle Hut in, in Topeka. <laughs> well, that's a good note to end things on. I yeah, think. let's wrap it up right there. That sounds good. Well, thank you so much for joining our show tonight, Tyler. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Do you have anything that you'd like to promote? I know you're a writer. You're doing all sorts of stuff. You got projects. Yeah, I got. Uh, you can follow on Twitter or Instagram at uh, the Real Gucci. I have a podcast available wherever you can download podcasts that I update sometimes called Crime and Punishment. Uh, it's a five-minute-long fake crime podcast filled with uh, as many puns as I can fit in there. That's fun. See you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.